Watch this, Joe. Look at you, baby. Hey, everybody, I'm Chad Eckert, and that's Joe Idoni, and this is the Preferred Lines podcast, officially broadcasting on iTunes, YouTube, Twitch, everywhere you could possibly go, Periscope, we're there. We want to have fun. We want to have you comment along. So if you're watching the replay, you probably missed the fun part where you can comment along. You can come back and do that next week with us. We're going to be here every Monday night with you throughout the PGA Tour season talking to the betting board. But you can watch us. You can see us live, and you can chat along, and we can throw your comments up. We can throw up Charlie's comment of hashtag chalk week just like that. We're, we're going. We're doing things. We're making Charlie. things better for everyone. So here we go. Now. If you're new here, you could like and subscribe. But I mentioned if if you're whatever watching this after the fact, you could still comment below. Tell us your thoughts, your feelings. I'll watch. I'll come comment back to you. We'll see those. So just even if you're not live, feel free to comment along. It helps us. So the, yeah, here's what we're, we're also like, like, subscribe, all that good stuff. Perfect. Yes. Now, I was sad. I missed last week. My boy Bagels held it down. Uh, did a hell of a job, honestly. So did did Bagels pick Brooks? Was he three for three? Is he three in a row? No. So Nagels, I hope he gets in here at some point today because I've been texting with him because last week, <laughs> I first of all, I tried to get him because if you remember last Masters week, um, last, November Masters, Bagels and I had this parlay of the Chiefs and Brooks that was like sitting there forever for like a full year. Oh, yeah. So, right, so on the show last week, I'm like, should we run it back? Let's do Brooks and the Chiefs. And he was like, no, Brooks has no chance. He's not going to win. Then I got on him about Spieth. We argued about Spieth forever. He told me I'm wasting my time. So <laughs> oh, I really a little shit all week. But um, it was a good time last week. Um, glad to have you back, though, buddy. Yeah, well, hey, you know, I had to take a break. And I did actually tune in for a little bit of it. Uh, put the earbud in. My wife was watching Bachelor uh, with my parents down in the condo so that, you know, I could kind of passively watch you guys. I also did watch on Wednesday night, you and Rick. I was able to, you know, my wife went to bed a little early and got the, you know, tune into the live show that you do with Rick Run Good on his YouTube page called Power Hour. Brought to you by our friends at Jock Market, the best app out there besides DraftKings. Maybe it's, it's competing with my time with DraftKings. I mean, like, I made a hundred bucks on the thing this week. It's great. So much it might fun. Be better. It might be better. So it's, it's a different, where you aren't fighting. Um, you aren't fighting when you're playing against algorithms and 150 lineup builds and max entries and guys that aren't even really picking players. It's just their computer Excel spreadsheet picking players. So it might be more fun, honestly. Um, and it's cool because uh, obviously when the contest starts, you can still play. Um, you're basically not locked into your lineup on Thursday morning. You can still play. You got the promo code rolling across the bottom. Thank you for supporting us Wednesday. Um, but before we get any further, happy birthday, buddy. Cha-ching. Yeah, that's when my uh, my eyes are a little red and I'm having a couple more beers than usual on a Monday oh. night. But hey, whatever. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, you know, it's what it is. I wrote, I wrote the things down ahead of time. It's all good. Good, good. Well, let's roll. We're at Pebble Beach, man. It's the official golf season. There's no more NFL uh, DraftKings can't take the rake on us for that. And, you know, maybe the books are 
they're happy to have us. So maybe they're laying some numbers. Are they laying some numbers? We'll see. Uh, normally, we bring in a guest and we talk every week about the, you know, the things that they see and the names they like and how they feel. But we don't have that this week, Joe, because we're going to do something different now that we've got this stream yard thing that's helping us collect comments from around the internet and display them like our guy uh, Charlie's in here. So whatever. Here we go. Uh, if you've got a question and you want to answer, have an answer, go ahead and put it on there. I can, I think I can see the questions and the stuff from Periscope and everywhere. I don't know. I'm looking at Periscope right now. I think you can do it on YouTube as well. So, hey, if you have a question, let us know answer, and we'll answer it. And there's already a couple of questions. I think we had some pre-questions uh, ahead of time. Yeah, should we hit some of those? I got a couple, too, that were sent to me. Okay, cool. Let me hear them. All right, so our first one comes from our guy Andy, Bad News Drew, says Willie Z. Is it Willie Z week? 28 to 1. Um, kind of a uh, number that really stuck out for a sponsor's invite into the event. But uh, what are your thoughts on that? Like, just off the top, gut reaction. We'll try to get to as many of these as we can and be quick with them. I don't know if I'm on him. I like him, but I don't know if he's going to do enough at the number that he's at to make me want to pay for it. So I'll just be a nice little watcher of him and not a better of him. Yeah. You? I'm torn. So I've gone okay. back and forth on it a couple times. Um, I was on him last week at double the number where I, I had a local guy who posted a huge number in the mid fifties on him. I just took him. I knew he was going to be chalk. I knew that everyone was on him, but uh, it just felt too good to pass up. But if you look at this guy's um, you run any sort of stat model, the last 24, 36 rounds, he's playing awesome. Um, and okay. he's doing these in, for the most part, big boy fields. I mean, you've got a U.S. Open in there. You've got, uh, you know, some of these tournaments with really stacked fields. He comes to a little bit of a, you know, let's call it what it is. This is a weaker field event this week. Um, so I don't know yet, I guess is my answer. But uh, I'm not totally off of him. But he wasn't uh, an instant gut reaction uh, run to the counter and pull for me. Okay. Well, should we talk about the Streelman? Because we got a couple of people asking about Kevin Streelman. Yeah. Do you want any of that? I mean, I think it's all right. I got it at like a 50 on the betting board right now. Or what What would you ever do a Kevin Streelman 50 to one? Yeah, that's what one I'm, I'm actually, I'm looking for the 50. So I'm only seeing 40s right now. I'm waiting. My one is a little bit slow to put out odds, which are usually, this is a good range for them. So I'm going to wait for that, but I would love a 50 on them. Um, I have notes from last years on here. And like, the thing is, <clears throat> it, it just says course history. Like, and, and I usually don't write that down. So it's obviously <clears throat> you can see when looking back, you've got Spieth, you've got day, you've got DJ, you've got guys that come back here and play well, every single year seemingly now he's always in a little bit of a comfort zone because him and larry fitz usually take this thing down and sort of the pro-am style there's no amateurs this year well um, he can walk with larry i mean i saw i saw fitz is going to do some celebrity thing so i mean he'll but be no, there I think fitz is playing with bill murray against a couple of girls and i don't know what's going on but there's no <laughs> amateurs they dropped one of the courses from the rotation so uh yeah. we'll see but i'm interested yeah, in streelman a lot. I'm just waiting. I'd, if I see a 50, I'll grab it. Did you take that? Uh, yeah, I got a couple bucks on that. Cool. I mean, I, I you know, I do those tweets on the Fantasy Golf Pod Twitter page where I have the course five years, course 
total strokes gained. And he was up there. I saw the 50 I, before I heard the chatter. And I'll, you know, I'm glad I got it because if you can't find it, I see it at this DraftKings Sportsbook. Do you ever have access to that? I don't. It's not currently in Florida, but I w- can't wait because they hang some juicy numbers. That's where I saw the 150 on speed last week that I was talking to Nagels about that um, by the time it got to my books, it was 80 to one. Um, Our man, Dan, I- happy that we answered that question. That's what we do here. We just are the people of the people. You know what I saw is that Stewie asked us a question, but I can't freaking find it anywhere. Well, I have one. While you try to find Stu's, I have one from our other buddy, Darren, who says, um, you know, he, he likes a long shot. He's, he knows what type of brand we are here. So he's wondering uh, our thoughts on a guy like Scott Stallings is 130 to one this week, played decently well last week. Um, big friend of our, our, guys over of our friends over there at the turn uh the turn pod with joe 131 is a big number he's got decent course history here what are your thoughts yeah i you know gosh he's one of those guys that i don't know if i could bet to win but i could play him more on DraftKings, or you could do a top okay. 10 because he is a flame and burn you know like he could just flame and kill you or flame and burn you and like i don't know i've i've tried him enough to know that maybe uh I haven't seen him win. Or I haven't seen him contend to win enough to bet him to win. So yeah. that'd be a top five guy at me or a, cool. you know, DraftKings play. So uh, we got Molinari is being asked about. So here we go. Charlie's got uh, who's going to be more chalky, Will Z, Jason Day, or Molinari? Now, chalky, does that refer to like the number of bets they have on them or the total ownership projected ownership? Or Because for me, you know, I haven't really looked at the pricing on DraftKings all that much. Out of those three names, I'd say Day and Molinari are not going to get as much love as, as Will Zalatoris, just off the top of my head. Any questions or any thoughts on that? So, Chalky, I'm assuming Charlie is referring to DraftKings there. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing. If you know me well enough, Charlie, and you don't give a shit about Chalk, uh, <laughs> so it doesn't really matter to me. But I think uh, I don't really under I don't try to project it. I don't really look at ownership too much. Um, I would say if I had to pick one of those, it's going to be Jason Day. Okay. A lot why, of day. Why, do, why does everyone love Day? Is this course history here? Because yeah, I don't know if I'm on history. Jason Day. Dude, the Jason Day thing is making me nervous because I've – I've been a day whisperer. Uh, I've won a GPP with him. I feel like I kind of know him when he's going to get going. And so uh, I'm nervous. He's trying to do a different swing to alleviate some pain in his back. And he's got a beard and he's different and he's trying to things out. And I don't know. This is the type of event that Jason Day will show up to and he will not put his full effort into because this is one of those events that it gets cold. Uh, He's been here, done that. Maybe he doesn't need to do that, and he's looking ahead. It's a look-ahead spot, and he's practicing. So all the love for Jason Day, yes, he has good win equity. But in the moment, I'm hesitant. So here's the thing. I think that a lot of this Jason Day love is going to kind of stem from Brooks last week, where all of a sudden they hung a huge number on Brooks, and everyone got in on it, and they're like, he can just win anytime, and he did. Jason Day, I don't think is Brooks. Um, you know, they've had this, they both had sort of a little bit of a fall from grace from their peak, but he's messing with a lot of shit right now. I know he's playing with all different manufacturers. He's been switching out caddies seemingly left and right. 
Um, does he? Did he change his putter? Do you know Probably. this? I'm not really a putter Why? watcher. I know he pack up. He, he, uh, yeah, I don't know. He actually. lost a ton of strokes putting last week at Waste Management, and I thought I Charlie heard Charlie says yes. He changed his putter, and I'm like, I don't understand that Taylor made <laughs> Ghost Spider. He was like a cheat code with that thing for so long at holding in putts. I don't know. Yeah, so the price you got to pay now, I think if you got in on it this morning before anybody woke up, and I saw that somebody said that there was a 50-60 on him, and that was probably the appropriate number for Jason Day at this tournament right now in his condition. So at 25, I'd much rather go to different names. So we can get to that when we get to the betting board section. But uh, thoughts on C.T. Pan, wedge play, West Coast narrative kind of guy. Is C.T. Pan or an Austin Cook or that kind of name, is that a viable name to win? Shorter hitters are firmly in play this week. Like I'm looking now, and Dustin Johnson is plus 350. Crazy. What the hell is going on here? So, um, anyway, <laughs> would you take them course- at four to one? Are we no. hard passing? Yeah, no, we no. so both these courses are shorter, so around 7,000 yards, par 72s. They've got the par fives on there, they're all pretty much eagleable. And a lot mm-hmm. of these par fours are going to be a wedge, whether you can hit it 330 or 290, you've still got a wedge in your hand. Um, so anything can happen, like it's not like DJ is going to be able to just cross off three quarters of the field this week because of driving distance. Anything can happen. I think a lot of these guys are live. Anyone who can wedge it well, Streelman, CT Pan, Austin Cook. Um, you know, I've seen some Scott Piercy love like these guys, Henrik Norlander, these guys who are hitting their short iron wedges, nine irons really well right now, I think could easily get very hot this week and take it down. We saw Nick Taylor do it last year. Dude, I have a question for you. It is a long shot. It comes from our guy, the real A-Wall guy, Jim Herman, the Hermanator. 400 to 1? That's disrespect. <laughs> that's that's, that's actually wild just, number. Dude, um, that's like actually it's like double the what it should be for this field. I saw the guys at 125. The, the Jim Herman, he's played decently enough that he could be in the 100 digit and you wouldn't even know about it or care about it. But the 400, worth a dollar? Maybe, maybe. I'm not on Herman. I've never really been. You know, he's got both of his wins over there on the East Coast. I think Kentucky and the the Carolinas there. Um, But guys like that, if you find one or two, are worth a dollar or two bucks or five bucks this week because in the hunt on Sunday, we've seen the long shots be live here. Well, and the thing is, is Eric Martins and I, he's just getting into betting. and He's asking me, like, why do I even care if – you know, because I'm like telling them, oh, Henley's in the hunt. That helps me because it's like, well, I don't think I'm going to win the $700 off my Henley bet, but I can certainly use that to then leverage a $50 bet or a $20 bet on some of the contenders at, that are in it. So if the Herman bet at $1 for 400 you can utilize that 400 come Sunday when if he even is in the top five, you can hedge some of that money around and feel a little more comfortable about it. That's why you do it, right? Yeah, I'm usually team no hedge, but at 400 to 1, I'd be on team hedge there. Well, if you're going in with hedge on, yeah, Herman or 401, yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, you might want to just put it on a real contender. <laughs> uh, should we talk about the real contenders? That could end the little segment here. I mean, it's been 15 minutes. Is this fun? Should we do this again sometime? I thought it was very fun. Thank you, Charlie. Thank Charlie you guys for chiming in um, and hanging with Charlie, us. Charlie liked it, and he also had a, had a thought and a question here. He, I missed this one. 
When are we going to have him as a guest at the Mayakoba or the Sanderson Farms? Are those in your wheelhouse, those two events, Charlie? <laughs> Apparently you like You've got your pick, man. You've got your slate. Just tell us when you're ready to, to, to bust onto the scenes. Yeah, we don't care. We'll have you on anytime. We're open to having people on, so whatever. Uh, no. Here we go. Should we se- should we segue? Yeah, let's for... let's crack open the board. We'll continue to talk. If you guys have content or questions that continue to come up, fire them our way. We'll try to get to them. But we're gonna do our thing here and uh, walk us through the odds. We always do. Okay, cool. So I got these banners up. You know, I'm doing the betting board now. Hey, betting board. <laughs> this is uh, Streamyard at its finest. Watch this, Joe. Boom. Look at that. Oh, look over there. You will see the DraftKings betting board. It's actually from DraftKings Sportsbook. We don't have a sponsor for our betting board content. So if you're interested in becoming the main guy for the Preferred Lines podcast, if you're Dave Mason or somebody out there that runs a sportsbook, uh, we'd be happy to use you and feature you and your numbers and talk about you. But this week, I don't know. It looks cool. Green and black and white. It goes Fancy. with our vibe, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so then whatever. We're going to use these numbers because it's all the same everywhere. Uh, this book you can find at the tippity-tip-top, Dustin Johnson, like you said. He's plus three. It hurts my eyes. 360? <laughs> yeah. Oh. Holy Lord. So what are we doing at the top? Of the- can you even see that? Hey, maybe we need to I zoom in. Never bet plus 360. Yeah, we could see that, but um, there's no, yes. no, no way you can ever make that bet. Zero chance. This big of a field, you're going to take one guy and and you get three times your money on an outright bet is just insane. So um, what do you do if you want to use DJ? If you think DJ is going to win, ultimately, you like have some confidence on that. Why can't you bet at 360s? That's just you can or you can't. I mean, you shouldn't. I don't think you can. I think that's terrible <laughs> value on your money. Yeah, you should use it on DraftKings. If you want, if you want to, to yeah, I'm sure he's very high priced there. I think he cracked twelve thousand, right? Yeah, he's twelve thousand. Yeah, Charlie has a good point. You parlay him if you, if you really want him. You take him and you think he's going to run it back at the Masters again this year. And you oh, I get you. with the Masters. Oh, is that kind of what you did with uh, you did that with Justin Thomas? Didn't I did you? It with Justin Thomas last year. I think it was the Tournament of Champions. He was like six to one. He wasn't plus three sixty, but he was like six to one. So I paired that with his Masters tickets, and all of a sudden you walk into the Masters with a hundred and one on Justin Thomas. It's nice. Um, so that's the only way to really do it there it's interesting the drop from him to Cantlay um, at this point is almost triple the price so then is Cantlay the bet at the top of the board are you going to use anyone up here no I'm not gonna I haven't I'm not gonna use anyone I don't think so no okay what about you no and Cantlay probably could win this I wouldn't be a shocked by that and that you know 10 to 1 actually looks okay now if on sunday down the stretch you're like of course Gantley's up by two right now and he's minus 400 so yeah I, but no I, I can't do that either but the the daniel Berger is very interesting i'm kind of upset that i didn't pull the trigger immediately because i think he's dropped a little bit uh but at the 18 do you think burgers I mean, if I was going to go with anybody at the top, at least I get a little more juice on the burger. And then uh, he actually is due to win. He's played here well in the past. And so I have some confidence if I was going to go with anybody at the top. But 
The one guy that I do like that's if you creep down into the twenties, uh, I see him at twenty five to one. Paul Casey's here at twenty to one. I've I like Paul Casey. I think if you've watched golf the world wide, you'd seen him win just recently. This is we as two weeks ago. So yeah, two three I, weeks ago he took down a pretty uh, decent field over there. I agree. and I mean yeah, it I wasn't agree. even like uh, he did it pretty easily as far yeah. as I. It wasn't it was like he was Sunday walk. McIntyre so gave him a little run, but it was an easy Sunday stroll and a trophy hoist for him. Pretty stress free. Okay, I've made fun of him in the past. I've called him a non killer. I've talked about the fact that he pulled the wrong club and hit it over the green, and he was laughing about it. And he's like, "That's crazy! Like, I can't bet this guy that he doesn't want to win." But I think I've seen a little difference in him. I've been watching these press conferences forever, and I've seen his attitude change. He's more dry. He's more uh, more realistic. Talks about his wife, his kids, and his life, and like, ah, I'm just grinding and doing things because I'm really good at golf. And I think he is now knowing he needs to cash in. Paul Casey, his career is coming to that point where there's going to be an end. And maybe he knows this is the squeeze. And he's done what he needs to do in the offseason. He's come in looking hot at the Amex, winning that thing, doing okay at Saudi. Then coming into this, 25, I can get on him after he just won. He's showing signs that he's a killer now. I think I'm going to be on Paul Casey this week. Is that crazy? Great wedge play, great accuracy off the tee, putts pretty well on Paula Greens. Good course history here. Like everything lines up, uh, and he's coming in in good form. You wonder a little bit with Paul Casey on pretty much after that win. So what is Ryder Cup narrative? That's a good one. Um, where's he been at mentally? Like after he got that win, has he been here? Did he just travel here? Is it is it really kind of on his radar? Is the Pro-Am thing throwing him off? These are a lot of factors you got to take into account. But um, I'm willing when you start to get into the 20s to concede a couple more of those things than I would be if at a guy around 10, uh, 5, or 3 to 1. If everything's got to line up at that point. This really does feel like the Bermuda Championship or some crappy field tournament. It's where, a terrible field, yeah. I mean, like, Paul Casey could accidentally win this playing not his best golf. And if he plays how he played two weeks ago, I mean, he was T12 or 16 last week at Saudi. So, I mean, like, he didn't go there and have anything over 60. It's 67, 68, 65, blah, blah, blah. So, like, he's good. I'm like, I think the consistent form is enough to get me at the 25 in this field with these people, and I can only pick so many names. So this is the one I got. So, there we okay. go. Uh, well, with this Dan, it's like every time I play Casey, he burns me. But I keep going back. Of course. <laughs> That's why you have amnesia. We talk about this all the time on the Fantasy Golf Pod. You got to have amnesia. Just go on to the next week. Act like things are different. And if you see a Casey at 20, when you get it, get it. Maybe. But what about you, Zal Torres? We kind of talked about him in that little Q&A. If you're watching the replay later, see us talk about Zal Torres. 28. Yeah. Where is he at? That's who I'm between. I'm between Casey and Zalatoris at the top. I'm not going to be on Jason Day. I'm not going to be on Jordan Smith. Spieth. I'm not going to be on Molinari. So for me, um, anyone up there is between Casey and Zalatoris. Um, I think I like Zalatoris more, but I I like the course history aspect of Paul Casey. That's the number one thing in my notes would have been treating me pretty well here. It's it's kind of helped put me on to the past. Two winners, basically, just referencing those notes or why I picked the guys that I did the last two weeks. Uh, so that's it. Yeah, I'm thinking okay. I'm thinking Paul Casey seems like a very good bet. 
Cool. Okay. Well, uh, I actually liked and thought hard about Molinari a couple weeks ago. The next time he comes out, I'm going to bet him. But at 33, that's aggressive. So, uh, I mean, but does – gosh, does – if you think something, Joe, don't you think you should just do it no matter what the number is, even if, uh, you know, because the field is the way it is, he's 33. So I have to just take a 33 if I thought coming in a couple weeks ago, no matter what it is. I like Molinari's game. I think he's going to trend well into this tournament. But at 33, I'm like, this is blowing my mind. I have to pay 33 to get a Molinari win right now. <laughs> yeah, the thing that I usually notice with Molinari is he's He's very good at making par. And I don't necessarily mean that in a negative way, but he's very good at like grinding out pars and hitting it, hitting the fairway, hitting it to 25 feet and making par. So I kind of want, I would take a wait and see approach a little bit and kind of get an idea for how this thing is playing out. He's not the type of guy that's going to open up and go eight, nine under on the first day and be a first round leader. He usually is kind of eats away at three or four 66s in a row. So I feel like you will kind of get a glimpse of it coming without losing um, too much bulk of that 33 to one. You may be able to get a sight of it. Um, But yeah, it is nice to see him playing back well. Was awesome. We can't just not talk about Spieth. Was awesome. I know. I was just about to say what he did last week. I mean, the 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 point, uh, like chills, right? Like it it, was amazing. Feeling things when that happened, like it was so. I was like, dude, is this? We all knew how it was gonna end. We knew how it was gonna end. Correct. Okay, so we all like got happy and excited, but there was a tempered enthusiasm. And the fact is, like, I thought for a second Jordan Spieth's gonna win this thing, and it's gonna be a bigger story than the Super Bowl, the top rating. <laughs> like this. Well, is well, anyways, I think like it was maybe not a bigger <laughs> oh, story, but the last ninety minutes of that golf tournament crushed the Super Bowl. Like the Super Bowl. Well, was actually, terrible. yeah. In hindsight, now looking back, like the Super, Super Bowl, Bowl was shit awful. last night. Like it was a terrible yeah. game from start to finish. In the in Brooks, basically erasing. First of all, I'm a homer for Brooks. We all know that, but you can't like deny that that basically erasing a six stroke lead on the back nine, chipping in for eagle on 17 to to dunk home the tournament, basically watching these against Xander, like against the Walter and go in the water. Ten player. Like, yeah, it was so much better than it was so much more exciting than the coverage that we got just after it on the Super Bowl. Yeah, exactly. This is what Charlie agrees with. So, uh, well, all right now, but we're not going to bet speed at no. here. Now, are we? I'm not, no. I mean, what would the number have to be to, for you to bet speed? Like 50 to 1 right now? I'd right say here? 45. Yeah. Maybe okay. maybe 40. I would have some interest and maybe bite because it's a weak field. Um, I, I Look, I'm talking about course history. He's got it. Um, he yeah, so what the hell? Here. I mean, like what? He, You can kind of get away in spots at Pebble, spraying the ball off the tee. Okay. Um, great to see his iron play back. Like when they mentioned something that he was like four under par the day before playing from the desert or something like that. Did you hear that on the coverage? <laughs> Is that what they said? I didn't. It was like when he was in the desert, like when he was in the desert off four tee shots, he birdied all four of those holes on the day before, which is just <laughs> insane to think about because that's such a cool tournament, right? It always is, has like great finishes last year, Webb over Finau, like the Ricky situation two years ago with the ball roll. There's always right there. And it's so fun because 
when you miss a shot off the tee and you miss a fairway, you can either be totally fine or you can be in a cactus. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, and it's oh, totally yeah. luck of the draw and it happened to Xander, but you can just see like when you can only do it so many times, like how Spieth was doing it and recover and still birdie a hole before it bites you in the butt. Totally. Yeah. And Brooks literally peaked at the perfect time. He rode all the right waves. Oh my God. I mean, like that's the perfect way to win. And he saw Han go in the water. He laughed. He hit it, hit it right next to the hole. And it was just Dude. like, Oh my God, this is course over. Right? Like, you could see the writing on the wall, and he didn't even really need to eagle that in. Like he really didn't. No, like blood uh, in the water, like so. literally blood in the water, and the blood was James Han when he <laughs> was in that group with him, and Han hooked it into the water. I don't even think the ball like hit the surface of the water, and Brooks's <laughs> ball was already in the air, like, already straight toward the pin. Like he waits for no one, and he oh, sees God. it, and he gets it, like. Here's the thing, man, and I'm like this whole clutch gene thing is is like some, but I honestly really am starting to think that there is something to it, and I feel like it's not something that you're just have or you don't. It's like a learned trait, and that exactly. So, say someone you're on a basketball team, right? Someone kicks yeah. the ball to you, and there's two seconds left on the clock, and you're out at the three point line. And you put that shot up and you've never taken a shot, a last second shot before, but you put it up and you're a pretty good shooter. That shot drops. You're all of a sudden the clutch guy on the team. You feel okay. that confidence. You know, time to coming to you with two seconds left. They're drawing up a pick and roll for you. You've got the shot. You've hit it before. You know how to do it. You're the man. You miss that shot and you start to wonder, like, maybe I've made this shot a hundred times, but why didn't I make it here? Then you miss another one. Then you miss another one. Like, it's got to get in your head. And I think even Xander said something after, like, we're trying to figure out how Brooks does it. It's a learned trait. It's because he's done it and he's had success doing it. And he understands how to step on people's throats when that opportunity arises and keep himself making good decisions like that decision that he had on 17 to hit three wood there before he chipped in incredible decision. He hit it way right. He just knew I'm just going to take it over this bumper. It's going to bounce a little bit left. I'm not even trying to get it on the green here was such a smart decision looking back on it. And he, that's very underrated about Brooks. And oh, yeah. then you see Xander come up and all he needed to do was birdie it. And he had been hitting the driver all week tremendously his strokes gained tee to green and off the tee were incredible oh, yeah. last week he was pounding driver he was the longest guy of the week and he's gonna hook it right into the water there like there's no other excuse for it other than it's got to be mentally dealing with the pressure of the moment exactly it. yeah it, and there's some guys that have it and there's some guys that guys that don't and sometimes you can you can change you can become a different person mm -hmm. so the writing's if not got to do it. Yeah, yeah, so we'll see. But yeah, it's a total clutch gene. It's amazing. It was awesome to see. I'm happy for him. Oh, what's up, y'all? What's up? He's in here. All right, so let's keep going here. We're talking the betting board, and uh, I'm sharing the screen if you're following along. I've Where are we at? Cool the 50s? You see my guy Cam Davis there. We going to talk about him? We have to talk Cam Davis. I mean, are you using a little bit of Cam Davis in your life this week? Yes. How much did Cam Davis? 50 to 1. I'm, I've been on Cam Davis all year. I think it's a weak field. I think it's a good spot for him. Um, 
he's I mean, just I can't believe that. the hell out of the ball, and he's so aggressive, and I just feel like that could end up paying off here, and I feel like that's a that's a very fair, um, a very fair number, right? Okay, so yeah, I mean, yeah, make that bet. Well, I don't have a DK sportsbook, but at the same time, <laughs> but what about know. Ricky right under him? Any I can't believe signs Ricky of Ricky Fowler. Oh, God, I, I I was on him last week, and of course there was supposed to be a good fit for him, and he's been playing better off the tee or whatever. He's been playing better at a strokes gained approach, and then he was putting poorly, coming to a place that he was supposed to put well at, and then he didn't. He didn't play well at all. So, but then he's dropping. His numbers dropping. This field is much worse. I feel like I gotta almost go back. Like this is one of those things I have to have amnesia, and you have to look at the board, and you have to get dropped down from alien, like an alien abducted you, put you on back on Earth, and you see that Cameron Davis is ahead of Sam Burns. What? Fuck! Ahead of Rory or Ricky? What is going on? So you could just do that, and you could bet him, and feel decent about it. Last week, like, and, and pretty much the point I made when I was talking to to Nagels and was talking to Rick on our show was that. Um, the reason that I like Spieth last week is I said Spieth and Ricky are hand in hand to me right now. Like one is not better than the other. Either one of either one of them could outplay the other one. And last week Ricky was like forty five to one, and DraftKings Sportsbook had one hundred and fifty on Spieth. This week you kind of see the tables turn where they've got Spieth at thirty and Ricky at fifty five. So yeah, if I'm going to pick one of them, I think that they could either one of them could go well. I'm going to take the one with higher odds. So uh, while I'm not on Spieth, I have some interest in Feller at fifty five. Um, it's just his he's got no confidence putting, which is amazing. It's, it's crazy to even say and think about. But he is basically walking after the ball as soon as it leaves his putter head before it even gets to the cup because he knows it's not going in. And I'm not talking 40-footers. I'm saying like eight-foot putts that he's just pulling or pushing, and he knows before it even leaves the face of the putter that thing has no chance of dropping. And that's a crazy spot that we're at with Ricky Fowler because two years ago, if you would have asked anyone to hit an eight-foot putt for you, um, a lot of people would have taken Ricky. So you know, I, it could be a little bit like the Brooks thing of last week where you're just like, this number doesn't make sense. The stats are good enough. He should bounce back at some point. If this was Hideki, he'd be 25. Uh, let's get this at 55. Why not? This could be a community bet that we're waiting for. And then he can finally find it. And after missing the cut, it's like the Patrick Reed, Miss Cuddy's like everyone's pissed. They bet him last week, but then they don't bet him the next week. That's going to be the Ricky Fowler week to bounce back. They saw speak doing it. He saw, you know, I don't know. I think he needs to get into the masters, all this motivation for Ricky. So uh, there's reasons to pick him at 55. So should we go keep going? I mean, how yeah, are you going. into max yeah. Homa? This is, the only thing I'll say about like Ricky and kind of, you know, you're looking for that, that moment like Brooks is um, they're just different breeds, man. Like Brooks, if you knew when you had him at 54, 55 to one, if you could just get him there on Sunday, like just get me to Sunday afternoon with a chance. And I like his odds of pulling it out. Like Ricky isn't quite in that same stratosphere to be. He's like, exactly like Spieth. You're nervous way. as hell if he's in there Sunday afternoon, unless he's got a three or four stroke lead. But that said, um, obviously he's. But he's why though? More, but like he's won yeah, more tournaments than Sam Burns and Cam Davis exactly. and Max Homa than Henrik Norlander combined. 
So, exactly. uh, so like at one point you gotta just be like, all right, I'm gonna bet these dudes when they're at this number because they can do it, they deserve to do it, they're, they're due to do it. So I don't know, whatever. Uh, no, like I mean, would you rather bet Norlander or Ricky Fowler? <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. Um, the weird that kind of Ricky's playing here, I guess it's just in trying to trying to get FedEx Cup points, trying to get into the Masters, but. I yeah. don't see that he's played here since 2012 and he missed exactly. the cut. So it's kind of interesting that he's even here. Um, but you go back three weeks ago, 21st, you know, he's, he's, he's showing some signs and some semblance of returning to a little bit of ball striking form, but he's got to get that putter figured out, brother. No, I get it. And then when he does, he'll be four, he'll be, you know, 22 to one. Yeah. So that's the problem. So Norlander, though, this dude's playing well. Oh, his putter is great. Yeah, he's confident. I like him, but I don't know if I can like him as much as I could like Strelman at the same price. Or, I mean, Tringali to me. So I'm like, dude, that is trending well, has worked on his driving distance. You know, at 66 to one in this field, uh, I've kind of been holding out hope for this Tringali dude to finally get it done. He's you do like some Tringali. The pro because of the motivation because it's like he's one of the dudes. It's the, the the days are adding up. Every day is another day that goes along that Tringali has not won a PGA Tour event and that he's the one that has won that has played the most. He's been around the longest. It's like a monkey has to get off the back at some point, and he's played well enough. Like and he truly does like California. So the Tringali can can he win at sixty six? I think he can in this field especially. Like he showed signs of life the three M or these other shit fields like this. And where he doesn't think about anybody but himself and goes out there and just strikes the shit out of it. So I think Tringali, whatever. Can Tringali win? Don't think he can. Don't say that, Charlie. I think he can. <laughs> <laughs> but right, he, so he, he hasn't proved it yet. A couple of things that I see here. If you have DraftKings Sportsbook, you should run and log in and take that Kevin Streelman number right now because I'd definitely bet that if I had it. But okay. I don't. But right below him, let's talk Phil Mickelson. Uh, the, the last five years got a third, two seconds, and a first. The last five years, he's got a third, two seconds, and a first here. And I said it's a course history course. Um, can you play lefty? Mm, no. And I was going to ask you, <laughs> will he ever win again in his life? Yes, yes, he will win okay. again. Okay, yes, if he, he will, will it, I'm not talking senior tour, PGA tour. He will. Well, win. then he's running out of time, Joe, to do that, and this <laughs> might be one of those times that he has he in knows in his head, this is it. I got like a dozen tournaments that I can actually win in my career left, and this might be one of them. So if you are one of those people, I am not. I think he's done. I'm like sad to say it, but I know it. Sorry, Phil's done. But sixty-six to one. If you're one of those people. This is your moment. What's Get that the money second column there? Is that top 10? Yeah. No, top five and then top That's 10. Top five. There. Okay. Top 10 over there. What's okay. Top five is 11 to one. I wouldn't even do that. And I don't know how to get rid of this thing. But then, but I just told you it's top five for the last five years. 11 to one may not be that horrible bet. I suppose, but that, yeah, that was. It's in the past, you know. <laughs> it's in the past. I know. Um, there's not a lot of like names he here. Sucks that, right now, is what, yeah, but yeah, he does suck. But <laughs> I think his yeah. a lot of his sucking is 
I don't know how to put this in like a, a way that makes any sense, but I think a lot of his sucking is knowing that he's coming into an event um, and playing an event that he has no chance and he has to just have things break his way. So he's pulling out driver when he shouldn't pull out driver. He's trying to hit shots around the green that he knows he hits those are long the lobs that probable shot that's going to lead to success for him. He's just trying to have one of those weeks where everything goes his way, and he doesn't really have to do that here. He just has to play solid golf. He has to put it in the fairway. He's got to club down a little bit. And when he won, if you go back to that round with Paul Casey, like he was hitting these little low. Uh, th- he hit – I can remember on one hole, I want to say it was maybe eight that he had. 120 yards in and it was into the wind and he hit this little like six iron that he had like this little sawed off like two thirds of the way back swing kept it under the wind and stuck it to like three feet like he can do that kind of stuff he doesn't need to feel like he's got to hit bombs everywhere and i think maybe he's just waiting for the opportunity to know that um if he just plays a normal game and goes out there and shoots four under a couple days get himself into contention so then are you betting him? I haven't yet. I have not yet. But I'll be playing him Sounds on like DraftKings. Sounds like you are. I'll be playing him on DraftKings for sure. Okay. Well, then are you – let's look. Let's keep going down here to the longer shots. James Hans here at 70 to 1. Do you have any interest in last week's guy kind of jetted up the board on Friday or on Sunday? Round four? No, he's cur- – PXG curse. They can't win. They can't what win. What about Harmon? Nope, not on Harmon. I did take earlier today at 70 to 1. He's actually there at 80. I took Alex Norin. Really okay. like Alex Norin. Um, you know, first round leader at Torrey a couple weeks ago in California. People maybe soon forget he's gotten great course history out there in California in general. Um, he's playing good golf, and I think that he's in a class level that is above Doug Gim and is above uh Russell Knox and I know Matt Jones is playing out of his ass right now, but Alex yeah. Noren, I think it when he's got things clicking, is a great player. He's good on the coast, he's good on the wind, and he's a pretty good putter too. Okay. Well, I like Neesmith. Smith. Where's he? He's like a hundred to one. Yeah. I got a little love for Malnati too, um, uh, while okay. you were up okay. there. Um, he's been, he's just been having some great rounds, man, really confident in his putter right now. So that's, I mean, ultimately what it's going to come down to is being able to hit your wedges in tight and making putts on this bumpy Poana grass. Okay. So then do we like people that like the grass? I mean, uh, I think a lot of these guys are live. Like a Snedeker likes the grass, doesn't he? He does. He loves it out there. I took Mark Hubbard. You, you glossed over him. I took Mark Hubbard at 150 to one. Okay. Um, you know, he played really well last week, coming in off some good form, good wedge player. He's really good on shorter courses. Okay. Uh, I think he's a good bet. Mav, that's a great number on Mav McNeely. He yeah, he's my guy. I'm definitely taking years it. Ago. Yeah, so he's playing, you know, he can pop at any time. He's got a talent level that uh, certainly suits this type of course. Putnam? I mean, he was uh, somewhere on the board last week, but we didn't see him on Golf Channel. Yeah, we didn't see much of him, no. But he was top three. It was great. Putnam. You can put him. He can put him. <laughs> I don't know. I think he's going to win something. We saw Stricker do it last week. It oh, sort of turned back great. the clock. And um, you never know. Um, I wanted to ask you about a 250 to one guy, Kevin Chappell, a California kid. Where has he been? And 
I mean, wasn't he once a top 25 kind of player in the world? Top 30? Definitely was. Got injured. Um, has kind of tried to battle his way back. I think he's playing on like the injury exception right now. Uh, okay. But obviously, he's a California guy. You know, he's got low ones in him. It's just can he be able to break par for four days or is he going to have a couple over par rounds that are going to shoot himself out of the tournament? All right, so what else do we need to talk about? Is that about it? Yeah, I think that's about it. You know, another guy just to, as we're sort of going through names, I don't I don't know where he was on the board, but um, I had a lot of them last week was Rory Sabatini. He's been playing oh. awesome. He sucked on day one. Um, I know, but did you see him round management two? In round two, he went like seven or eight under. So he had a great round two and missed the cut by one. He almost got himself back into the cut. I played a ton of them. I just feel like he may have uh, burned some people last week across some different platforms coming in and playing well. He may go uh, a little bit overlooked this week, and he's coming in in good form. This guy, Mr. Midwest Pick, he wants to know our opinions and thoughts on HV3. He's got a good, decent course history, I think, doesn't he, sort of? Not certain on that. Um, I want to see Harold in a, coming in in a little better form than he is yeah. right now. So just I want to see him in like the hot weather on the uh, East Coast or whatever, South yeah. Carolina. Now, uh, Charlie's saying he's hearing it's cold and wet, the forecast. Is that call for grinders? Is it call for Euros? Do you call for a Norin week, like you said? I mean, like... Should we be looking at people that are more prone to shitty conditions? Yeah, I think you should be. If it's going to be cold and wet, you should be looking at Euros. You should be looking at guys that are familiar with playing on the coast because this course uh, tends to play and feel a lot like some of those courses that are out there on the European Tour where you don't get great weather. Uh, one, th I would definitely keep an eye on the wind. So typically the wind hits pebble pretty hard. Uh, there's not much protection there. The other course, so they got rid of – Monterey, right? I think so. They got rid of Monterey. So Spyglass, I know just from hearing in previous years, is a little bit more protected. So if you see a, one of the first two days, either Thursday or Friday, look to be ratcheted up in the wind department, I would look for guys who are playing Spyglass on that day because it's a lot more protected by the surrounding trees. And Pebble is very exposed. Some of those holes in the water there, if it's 25-mile-an-hour winds, good luck. Good luck breaking par. Yeah, there used to be a 54 hole cut, and there's no, there's a 36 hole. Everyone knows that by now. Uh, RCB week, then. Oh, that's a decent call because he does. He, you know, listen, Charlie, you're telling your age by saying RCB week because he used to be one of those people. I don't know if he is anymore because I was on that train back in the day, yeah. and then I think I was all in on him. At, at, was it the Open or one of those tournaments was out here maybe like a couple years ago, the U.S. Open was out here, and like he was just got awful, and it was pouring down rain, and he was terrible. So maybe he's good course history, but I'm not. So last year, last year he was terrible, but he is definitely before that had good course history. I infamously when remember he was good. a tweet no, good. of Rafa um, and it was, it was like a practice round day and it was terrible and the weather and everyone pretty much called it a day and he went out there and played it and he was said something along the lines of this is my favorite course ever. I would never pass up the opportunity to play out here no matter how okay. crazy. And the wind, the flag's like blowing sideways and he's like making a putt across water. Uh, it was pretty cool, but you no, know, I guys, that. you like guys that 
relish the opportunity that love the course that you know are geared up to play this week especially in kind of a weird a weird week with kind of a weaker field and you've got riv next week and then start up the wgc's and stuff like that so you may see some of these top names um coasting a little bit mentally oh so then joe we're not going to dj at the top of the board at plus 350 that's fine ridiculous so we're we can't do that so then where's the winner coming from do you have a preferred play of the week joe idoni so right now i'm gonna say streelman oh wow so you're like that's gonna be a community win well see i'm i can't say i'm really between paul casey and will z and bouncing back and forth so i'm gonna wait to make that pick but um streelman would be that that next guy for me that i know for sure i'm gonna bet so then and let me ask you, between a Casey and a, and a Zalatoris, you got a guy like Zalatoris that has uh, not – he's been out there, proven it, that he can do it, but hasn't proven that, that he can win. Whereas you got a Casey, a veteran, a guy that's been here, done that, knows where to go around this course, and just won. So then at the same kind of number, relatively speaking, what would make you go to Zalatoris? you think that you're going to just all of a sudden, I'm going to predict this first win for this guy? <laughs> I don't think that you can do that. I think you're going to more likely get – uh, Paul Casey having like, of course he won. He won on the Euro tour two weeks ago. He's playing really good golf. He's coming in here confident. He's been here. He lost to the playoff, embarrassed by Phil telling him, oh, of course I can see, I can see so, fine. Remember that? <laughs> what's going to make, you know, it's, there's going to be a couple of factors, which I made the decision. One is going to be just gut feel, right? That's going to be the big one as the week turns on and, and just getting a little more time to digest everything and seeing how things go. You know, I'm a big uh, pre-tournament interview guy, so I'm sure that one, if not both of them, will have a nice interview. I'll take a good listen to that. I'll see if there's a solid weather draw or two for one guy. I'll pay attention to the numbers uh, if they move in either direction. You know, if Will Z is going to be eight points higher, that's probably going to make the difference for me. But if Paul Casey okay. tends to drift a little bit um, and I hear his interview and he's talking about how he's in good form and he's been playing well and he's really looking forward to this event and he's been uh, practicing well, then then it could very well be Paul Casey. But those are the two. You know, Will Z, I'm not worried about him not winning yet because you don't know what you don't know. Right. It's not like he's gotten in this opportunity a bunch of times and choked and he's female and he's top fiving every week and and still not getting it done. He's still on that rise and he's hungry and he's just waiting for the right opportunity, much like I like Cam Davis this week. They're not to the point yet where they feel like that pressure is mounted and the monkey is is strapped to their back of I got to get this win. They're still just out there grinding, trying to make cuts and play the best that they can. Yeah, see, I feel like more than uh, – Zalatoris will be more of a top five and he'll just like be I'm cool with top five guy. Then Casey will be like, I'm going for the win, you know? So, like, that might get me over the edge to pick someone like Casey. Where Cam Davis he, will go for that win, though. Like, Cam he's Davis one of the fun guys to watch because he's, he oh, plays everything so aggressively and will try to make – like, if he's in contention, he's going to do everything he can to go for that win, which I love. Always go with your gut. That's how we do it. Yep. Okay, so that concludes another week. Now, if you haven't already, go sign up for Jock Market. Of course, this is the stock market for fantasy sports. It's amazing. Like they have NBA every single night. You can buy players. They have 100 players or 70 players you can choose from, and you can pick one share of one guy, and then you don't even need to watch the game. Just check the box score later. Hey, did I? Did he do well? Oh, I might have made some money. And 
now that NFL is done, put your money into this golf thing. And if you haven't played or you have played and you haven't watched this power hour, dude, sign up for the app, use the code PL10, then log in. We should tell Rick that he could add us on our YouTube page and stream at the same time. Just, just stream it. Just the more channels we're on, the better, man. <laughs> well, if you're already on YouTube, you could just go to Rick Ruggles' YouTube page on Wednesday night. You could chat along with Joe. You could ask him who he's bidding on, what's going on. And they talk about the jock market every Wednesday. And that's a great show. So check that out. And thank you again for watching. If you're on YouTube, like and subscribe, rate and review. If you're on iTunes, all that stuff helps to make this thing fun and continue to do this while my wife's watching Bachelor on my birthday. I got to get more beer, Joe. Good luck. Happy birthday, buddy. Thanks for joining us, gang, and we'll see you next week. Peace. (laughs) Hell yes, StreamYard. This has been fun. Yeah. See you next week, boys and girls. Later.